Welcome to the High Ticket Honeys podcast. I'm your host, Abby Radford, marketing mentor and business coach. I'm here to help you move like you know you could be and elevate your mind, marketing and brand so you can create a business that you are obsessed with. This podcast is designed to help you claim and become your most powerful high ticket honey self. So buckle up, honeys, we're going in. Holy crap on a crap, you guys. I cannot believe that I'm sat here recording this episode. Like, it still doesn't feel real to me. And I honestly don't even know where to kind of begin with this episode because I feel like there is a conversation that I wanna have and all of the things that have been happening, not just in the last three months, but also the kind of prior to that in like the decisions that I've made about this and you know what went on and I just really want to share this because if this helps like one person who maybe felt the same way that I did or you know that even is just kind of like that really is interested to know about this kind of stuff like I feel like I felt like I was completely alone in how I felt and I'll explain that in a minute um but if you wonder what I'm talking about then the title of this podcast will kind of give it away but I'm currently recording this and I'm 15 weeks pregnant like guys I've got chills when I say that and I actually kept a diary of of how I felt because basically you just lose all control of of your emotions and your body and and everything and so I'm going to start with a little story time um and, and kind of work back from there. Now, I obviously haven't recorded a podcast episode. I don't actually know how long it's been. I don't think it's been as long as I as I kind of make out that it's been because I still was, you know, uploading even when I didn't feel that great because, you know, we keep on keeping on, you know, this is my job. And so while I completely honored how I felt, um, what I really struggled with these kind of probably like past eight weeks um, was not feeling like myself. And I'm going to get all into this inside the episode, but for me, like our businesses are, you know, like what I love so much about my business is being able to be myself, being able to express myself and really being able to just share with you. And the fact that I felt so unlike myself, for one, um, but two, that I couldn't share anything with you. And so it just made me feel so kind of disconnected. Um, And like, while I, you know, I continue to show up, I still was doing things, I was serving my clients, you know, and I was still, you know, seeing results in my business. I was still serving my clients in the best way possible, you know, and none of them had any idea. But I still felt like there was like some things going on behind the scenes. I don't even know where to start, honestly. (laughs) But the first thing I want to say is that I honestly still can't believe this is happening to me and that I'm so grateful and so fucking excited to be a mum that still honestly is just absurd to me still um but to be able to you know carry a child and to make a human with your favorite human like it's just it's just a, such a surreal time and you know I just feel so fortunate and so happy and sometimes I was speaking to one of my friends about this that like sometimes actually holding this much joy can feel quite uncomfortable and you know in that first kind of period as well you know like you're always kind of like you know but what if but what if and so 
What I'm going to do is I'm going to take you back to me finding out and then I'm going to kind of explain what changed because if I was to tell you that this time last year I had no plans to be um to to be to fall pregnant this year but this was very much a planned pregnancy and so some things shifted some things changed and I was not expecting myself to change my mind on this this year um and I think some things kind of affected that so I'm just gonna let you know some kind of I feel like I really struggle to know where to start here because this, honestly I just feel like I, I need to fill you in on so much I'm gonna start with deciding that we were gonna have a baby <laughs> so there was a weekend in January and this was towards the end of January and I've shared this before, I've shared this in, in masterclasses, but the end of 2022 for me was not a great period of time for me. Uh, my mental health was not in the best place. Um, I was, I don't know whether I was suffering with the long winter in the UK, but there was just something that I didn't really feel like myself. And so, December and January, I really kind of honed in on myself and I took a step back from everything, I stripped everything back and I felt like I kind of went through like almost an awakening and I just kind of like reconnected back to who I was, what I wanted and you know, it was just a whole period of, of shedding and letting go. And if you guys remember, do you remember the episode that I shared when I said I had my first Reiki experience? So when my cleaner, who I should just call her my healer now, to be honest, to be honest, but she did some Reiki on me and it was a great experience and I felt so much release. And she said to me um, on it, there is something that's blocking your womb. And obviously I freaked out at this point because I was like, huh? you know you never know that you've got like some you know condition that you didn't know about and you know you always hear these stories so I was like okay she's like I haven't blocked it so you might you know um have an early period this this month and I was like okay cool so I had that at the end of January I shit you not I think probably like a week after that I decided that I or I, we decided that we wanted to to try for a baby now Obviously, I, you know, I didn't know anything about ovulation. I didn't know anything about trying to make a baby, what it had. Honestly, they should tell you these things in school because I think they could have avoided so much stress. Like you spend literally your whole 20s trying to avoid falling pregnant when actually it's really fucking hard to fall pregnant. And I just feel like I just became so aware of my body. So at the end of January, me and Josh were go we're on a walk and you know my december my november my october like me and josh didn't have very many plans we spent quite a lot of weekends just like where we live just like chilling out um just really wholesome weekends and i'd just gone through this kind of period where i was feeling back to myself and i remember it because we went for a walk in in a village near to to where we live and i just had this reiki and i was just feeling like my energy was just so clear and you know, Josh has wanted a baby for quite some time. This is, you know, he would have had the one last year. Um, it was always me that was kind of more um, hesitant towards it. And I'll explain why in, in a bit. But like, for me, we were just walking and I was like, it feels like time. Like it just feels right. 
And, you know, for context, not that there is any ever, like, right or kind of wrong, but for me, like, we we got married, it'll be two years in a couple of weeks. We, we moved into our house last year, so I felt really settled here. Whereas, you know, like, last summer we were kind of, like, renovating it and doing things. Like, over the winter months, I really kind of got into this, like, real kind of, like, feeling at home in, in my space and in my body and you know, like with problems with my back, I felt so good, like in my kind of physical body and I felt so good in my kind of mental space after that period of time. And so like, God, this is making me really emotional, but like, I just, I just felt like it was like the right time. And, oh God, I didn't think I'd get emotional at this. (laughs) And then I looked on my, I've been using the Flow app since I I came off my coil. I'll kind of explain the the six months before as well, but um, I was using my Flow app and it said that we just kind of missed the window in in January. And um, also if you guys probably remember that Josh went away on a three week trip in February and I was like, for fuck's sake, like, why have I just decided, like, a week, you know, after, like, it's even possible, and now you're away, so we can't even try till March, um, but to be honest, in the scheme of things, like, honestly, it really, really doesn't matter, but when I'm the kind of person that I was like, okay, now I want to get pregnant, I want to get pregnant now, um, but anyway, so we kind of decided, and, and then we started to get really excited, and I feel like no one really prepares you for all this kind of really weird like emotions that that come through you as soon as you decide that you are thinking about babies that you hang around with friends that have had baby like some of my friends just had babies like your instagram feed is just like sponsored ad sponsored ad sponsored ad um which you know isn't always the best thing and i became like obsessed with my flow app so bear in mind josh was out of the country i couldn't even couldn't even get pregnant and i remember just looking on my flow app and just being so aware of my body and you know this is completely tmi but girls you know like all of the things that happen to your body throughout the month and like it was just so spot on i was like how have i never noticed this before like how have i never noticed all of my bodily functions before um and I'm going to fast forward you to, to finding out because that was a, a moment, you know? So um, basically, I I kind of knew I was pregnant, right? And this is the reason why I knew. So uh, it was a Wednesday night and I remember I made dinner and I fell asleep. Now, anyone that knows me, I'm not a napper. Like, I don't nap. I can't nap. I wait till you get pregnant nap queen um but I don't nap and I literally ate dinner and fell asleep at 7 p.m and like when I woke up I was like holy crap that was a great nap like I was exhausted and I was like okay this is weird and my boobs were massive but like my boobs always get big before my period so I was like you know whatever um and then Josh was going to work the next day so Josh goes into the office on Thursday and I was like I'm gonna take a test while he's gone um I was like, oh my God, he's going to guess. Literally had no idea. Men just don't pay attention to that kind of thing. So I went and bought some tests or I had some tests anyway. And I had a, one of the six day early ones. So this was six days before my missed period. And I, I just kind of knew because that night I also woke up three times in the night and someone's probably going to hate me for saying this, but like I sleep so well haven't slept well since that night, just FYI, but I usually sleep so well, like I have an eye mask on, I sleep directly from when I fall asleep to when I get up, my sleep has always been on point, 
the night before, I literally got up three night three times and it wasn't to pee. It was just like really weird. Like it just woke me up. And so I was like, I just think I am pregnant. Like I just think I am. And so I did the test and I put it face down and I was like, just like I went away and I think I did like a Pilates class and I've actually like I was posting on Instagram of the, of the story so I remember being like oh my god and I went back and I filmed my reaction I, I, I feel like I will share it but it's just I I look like I'm really upset but I'm just so shocked and like my emotions just are uncontrollable um and I turn over the test and it's positive and I'm like in pure disbelief even though I kind of knew Ralph came over like my dog this is um because whenever I cry the dog comes over and he was like cuddling me and it was just just a whole moment uh and then I had to go the whole freaking day as normal and I was like why did I take this test at 8 a.m in the morning when Josh is not going to be back from work until super late and I obviously didn't want to tell him over text so I remember I had client calls that day. Rachel, if you're listening to this, I remember I had a call with you and just being like in, like, I just need to carry on as normal. I need to pretend that I've not taken this test. And I had so many things to do that day. And I can remember being like, oh my gosh, I need to go and like buy a baby grow so I can tell Josh in this like really exciting way. And I was like, I really want to tell my sister. I really want to tell someone, but I was like, I can't tell anyone before Josh. Um, and so I just kind of like kept busy that day. And I remember I went out and got this baby grow and I came back and I had all these plans. And then my husband, who said he would go for one drink, ended up coming in at 1 a.m. <laughs> and obviously he had no idea. And I probably sounded like the naggiest wife in the world because I remember being like, do you think do you think you should come home? Like, you know, you've got work tomorrow, you know? And he was like, it's someone's leaving doing. And I was like, cool, okay. Um, and obviously I couldn't say anything. So... Basically, I was like, didn't sleep that night. Obviously, I had, he got into bed next to me and I was like, oh my God, like, I know I'm pregnant. I can't tell him right now because I wanted it to be a really special moment. And I was like, he's like half cut next to me. So I was like, I'll tell him in the morning. Now, when I did that test in the morning, bearing in mind I was six days early, I did another digital test because I was like, maybe this is wrong. Maybe the test is incorrect. And I kind of didn't believe it. The next, and then I did one later in the day at like 4 p.m. and it was negative. And because I was so early, they say that like your hormone levels are like higher in the morning. So I was like, okay, well, I had two positive tests and I was like Googling it and I was like, okay, well, if you have two, like, if you have a digital positive and like a normal positive, you know, does that mean that I'm pregnant? And then the next morning I set up a camera, I set up a baby grow, I got the, um, pregnancy tests out and I can't tell you honestly this man like he was taking so fucking long to get ready and I was going into the city to meet Alicia for a VIP day so I was like I need I, I'm on a short time frame here and he came downstairs and I'm not joking he didn't even notice the baby grow on the table um but also I filmed it but I cut off his chin so like that video I'll never get that moment back again and the, the video is just not not a vibe but it was a beautiful moment and it was just like, he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, did you not think like I was going to take a test? Like, you know, it was around this time. And he was like, no, I didn't even think about it. And I was like, this is literally man. Like they just don't think like I literally was like noticing changes in my body, like from the get go. And here we are. Like he didn't even realize I was doing a test. Um, but obviously he was super excited. 
And then I went into the city to have a VIP day. Now, I cannot honestly say a better time to VIP day than that VIP day with Alicia because I was like, okay, right. So we're gonna have to scrap everything that I had planned for the next three months because, you know, Juliet had just told me she was pregnant. She was like, hun, like it wiped me for the first three months. And I was like, okay, well, the reality is, you know, I'm probably not gonna be able to do any big launches. I'm not gonna be able to do, like, I'm gonna be half of a human. And I was just like, I'm not going to do anything big. I just finished the Empire launch and I was like, do you know what? This is just a season. It, it has to be what it has to be. Now, I am going to pull up my notes because I have some notes. I kept a journal of like all the things. And the first thing I wrote down, which is really interesting, was around kind of like, I feel like there was a, a, a lot of events that kind of happened or shifts that I made that I unconsciously did that that led me to to feeling more comfortable with this decision and so i had my coil taken out in july 2022 now i fucking love the coil like i loved it it was the best thing ever i didn't have a period for five years it was incredible it was incredible and when i had it taken out um i it was quite painful it's quite painful to put in it's quite painful to take out and i remember her saying to me um, you know, do, are you going to try for children soon? And I said, probably in the next like two years. And she was like, we obviously probably wouldn't want you to have another one if you're not going to have it in for the full five years. And I was in a lot of pain from her taking it out. So I was like, okay, let's just, you know, not put it back in. Um, you know, it'll be fine. And so that was never the plan. My plan was always to have it put back in. I hadn't really thought about it at this point. Um, and I wasn't really sure. I feel very conscious saying this because I'm very conscious that people are like, I've always wanted to be a mum and you know, it may not be as easy for them to have children. So I'm always very conscious when I say this, but like at that point, I wasn't even a hundred percent sure about having, about when children would be for me. And the reasons for that now looking back and the reasons that I resisted it or kind of was scared I would say more than anything is and I've kind of put these reasons down here is that one the internet is a really scary place like I saw a lot of kind of negative not not negative kind of like stories but like things about kind of like losing yourself in motherhood and you know it changing everything and you know my kind of you know, my relationship with Josh and, you know, the life that we have. And I was like, I'm not sure that, that, that I want that right now, that it's going to change everything. And, you know, I feel completely different to that now that like, I will never be the same again. I will never be the same again. My life will never be the same again. But I, I embrace that change. And obviously that's very easy for me to say when the child is not here and, you know, anything can happen between now and, you know, when I hopefully give birth, but like, you know, there's the, the, the thing that I don't really kind of like, like to see is the kind of real kind of like scary stories about motherhood. And while I really am here for like people being real and honest online and it is fucking hard. Like I, I'm not saying this is going to be an easy journey in the slightest, but I also think that there is, you know, I will never be the same again. I don't expect it to be easy. 
and you know I'm probably gonna go through identity shifts I'm probably gonna do all these things but like I really kind of made a conscious effort to surround myself with like positive motherhood stories and this isn't toxic positivity where people are like it's not hard and you know it's all like sunshine and rainbows and they like poo glitter but like actually just being like you know that everyone I've spoke to now and even since I've shared my news has been like yeah it's wild but it's like the best thing that will ever happen to you and you know that's the kind of stories that I needed you know and so that was one of the reasons that I was hesitant to having children um the second one was a, an irrational fear of of giving birth and and being pregnant so this uh, this is kind of like hijacked this story slightly but I I just feel like I want to have this conversation because I feel like it's I know that I'm not the only person that has ever felt like this. And so I want to share it. But like for one, um, around giving birth that like, you know, will I be able to manage the pain? Will I be okay after it? Like it's a huge, huge thing that your that your body goes through. And, and if you are terrified of birth, something that I actually did that really helped me with this is I read some books on giving birth and hypnobirthing literally a year ago like before I even had even discussed, even thought about having children, because the more that I could understand about what that looks like and knowing that like our bodies are literally built for this, our bodies are built to give birth and whether, however I end up giving birth, like it's, I I honestly can't explain the awe I have for female bodies that we literally grow a human being. Like, I cannot believe what my body is doing right now. Like it is obscene. Like I've got an app that tells me what it's doing and it's like growing toenails right now. Like what the actual fuck? Like it's mind blowing. So giving birth. The other fear I had is that, and very conscious again about speaking about this, but like I used to have, and like many people, you know, a huge, the, the, the majority of my 20s, I spent obsessing about my weight and obsessing about the way I looked. And I have got to a place where, you know, I feel so good in, in my body. And, you know, I don't obsess about food. I don't weigh myself. I don't do anything. I do things for pure enjoyment. And I was so concerned that my body changing, that I would, that, it, that I wouldn't be okay with it. And so, these were all fears that I that I had. And, you know, the last one, which I feel like is one of the probably the ones that has been most affected by my kind of business and this work that I've been doing is, oh my God, why do I get emotional about this? <laughs> is the, the work that you do with self-development is you realize how kind of impressionable that you can be as a child and that things that happen to you, how much they can affect you. And like, honestly, like one of my biggest money blocks came from literally this shopkeeper that spoke to me when I was like, I don't know, probably like 10, who my gran wanted to buy me a second piece of chocolate. And she was like, no, don't be greedy. You've had enough. And like, literally, guys, that stuck with me. That stuck with me. And so like the thought of my little impressionable child and, you know, kind of the, almost like the the damage almost that could be done 
from from things that were said to them that you know a lot of the time are also out of their control like you can't I can't control I can control how I treat my child and, and how I do that but I can't control you know bullies or people think saying things to them and you know of course these are all like such irrational fears and something that I did and I, I don't know if I've ever really shared this but I had some some hypnotherapy last year um for my anxiety and again like I did this so like subconsciously but it's helped me kind of come to this decision that I feel so good now about about this journey now like I feel so much more prepared because I feel like I have a manage on all of my anxiety like obviously anxiety if you've ever experienced anxiety you always will have things come in because you're a human being but like you manage it right and so like honestly guys like while there has been some really tough times I have never felt so calm about this journey and going through it and there's one thing that's annoying me but we'll talk about that in a second but those things that kind of like were such fears are were the reasons that were blocking me from from actually wanting to go on this journey and if i if anyone decides to get pregnant off the back of this when they when they hear all these fears and the things that i work from but like these are the those are the things that i kind of really kind of had to really think about before I made this decision, but there were so many things that subconsciously I did. You know, when I hurt my back in October and it meant that I, you know, literally did so much rehab, so much kind of like lower intensity training that made me feel so good in my body and so strong and like mentally and physically strong. And, you know, that I was so like kind of flexible and things that happened in my business. I just felt like I, all these things added up that when we decided and when I found out, I just felt like I was in such a good place about it. And all those, and what I realized was what was holding me back was all those fears. And now I feel, you know, don't get me wrong, of course, of course I'm gonna have times where like I feel anxious about things and you know, the the love and the happiness is sometimes super fucking overwhelming. But like, you know, there, I just, if anyone's listening to this and they have any of those fears, like I used to think that I was really weird that I had a fear of giving birth and like that everyone was just kind of like, you know, that they always wanted children and it was like their kind of life's calling and they were doing that. And like, I was, I didn't feel that. And I thought that I was like, oh my gosh, sure this is gonna happen. You know, like I'm literally married to the love of my life. I have such a happy relationship. like surely I'm gonna get this kind of like maternal feeling soon like surely I'm gonna get this you know yearning for it and you know I'm I'm 31 so it's not like I am you know super old but I'm also not super young and while you know and my sister had children quite young and she always wanted to be a mum, and I didn't feel that way I always wanted to like be the career girl you know be like have my business you know I always wanted this and so for me it felt like a huge risk to change all of that and now I feel so I honestly don't know why I keep getting emotional about this because I'm just like I just feel like I've had a huge like kind of awakening around this and you know obviously like you know I'm still so early on in my pregnancy and you know anything can happen but I know that I can handle everything that comes because of all the work that I have done because of all the things that I have done and I'm just so excited for this journey now I, I feel like I went on a tangent about that but like I just feel like no one talks about this stuff 
and it I don't know it was just like all these emotions that I was going through even subconsciously all these things that these fears that I had and just little by little things that I was doing that kind of made me feel like when I made the decision that it, it felt really good and it all happened very fast like we decided very quickly and yeah it's just then it's just been a whirlwind <laughs> and the kind of thing that has so so when I when I found out and you know you initially have that kind of I found out three weeks six days so very very early on they take it basically you're pregnant from like um technically from like your first day of your period so actually I was only like one week six days pregnant there um because they add in two weeks so I found out very early and at the at the beginning I was just kind of like in shock but I also was very conscious of like I I didn't really kind of digest it for obvious reasons that you know you never know what could happen in those first 12 weeks and I honestly cannot believe how calm I was in those first 12 weeks considering all the things that happened to me because I just knew that it was completely out of my control now I knew that the only things that I could do were the things that that people were telling me not to do you know like not drinking you know I don't smoke anyway but like not being around people that smoke I was like washing my fruits and vegetables I was being really careful with what you can and can't eat and you know even though a lot of people say you know well you know when I was pregnant back in the day like they let me eat whatever they want I do believe and this is kind of like completely side topic but I do believe that like our food now is so different from what it used to be and that's why people have so many gluten intolerances dairy intolerances because like so much other stuff going on in there and so I was very kind of particular with like what I was eating which caused a little bit of anxiety I'm not gonna lie because obviously in that first 12 weeks there's just so many things that like you can literally like a lettuce leaf can like if the, like literally if you don't wash a lettuce leaf and I was like okay um so apart from that like I just kind of like carried on as normal so for the first two weeks, I felt fine. And I was actually just like feeling so good. I actually felt so good in my body. You know, like those like two weeks of your period where you're feeling good, like that's how I felt. And I can remember being like, oh my God, like I just literally, I obviously had like, you just don't know, do you? So I literally had no idea um, of like what my body was gonna do. So I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling good. Like I was like literally loving life. Lol. Then week six came around. Now, I remember being in bed and being like, I'm gonna have the healthiest pregnancy of my life. Like, I'm gonna be so healthy. I'm gonna be literally juices, exercise, all these things. And at this point I felt fine. And I remember it was Easter Sunday and I went to the gym. Josh was super hungover. I think he'd gone out somewhere. And I was like, I'm gonna go to the gym because I'm gonna be healthy for this child. And I went to the gym and basically your, your body completely relaxes in, in pregnancy. So if you don't know, and I think I've already mentioned this in the podcast, but I have a really twingy back and I had a bulging disc in October. It was pretty bad. It took me like ages to kind of recover and I was feeling so strong. And I went to the gym and I leant down, I lifted up a weight and I instantly found my back spasm. And I can remember being like, shit. In pregnancy, the only pain relief that you are supposed to take is paracetamol. 
So I instantly freaked out, got into the car, I was so in so much pain. I called Josh and like we had friends here that didn't know I was pregnant. I called Josh and me and Josh went over to Gales because we had to get out of the house because people had friends here. And I was like, what do I do? Because I know this, I, I, I knew that it was gonna get bad. And I was like, last time I literally took codeine, naproxen, diazepam, and the pain was unbearable. And I was like, I don't, like obviously I was so early on at this week time, I was like six weeks. And I remember being like, I called 111 and they were like, we can't give you anything unless it's really painful. Like, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know how painful it's gonna get. And I, w- I remember I went to go see my mum that day and I was terrified of sitting down because what happened to me last time is when I sat down or when I lay down, I couldn't get back up and it was so painful. So I literally stood for like the whole day, like on a bad back, it's probably like the worst thing you can do. But weirdly, it like went away after a couple of days, but then it came back and oh my gosh. So I remember going to the physio and I had to get a taxi there because I couldn't drive myself. And I remember like crunching down in the backseat of this taxi and this guy must have thought I was absolutely nuts. And also unsolicited advice like from a man as well that told me, oh, is it your first pregnancy? People always ask that question as if you're like completely naive and don't understand the fact the risks or anything involved. And he was like, if my, my only piece of advice to you would be to pretend that you're not pregnant. And I was literally like, hon, I'm in pain in the back of this thing. Obviously I know the risks. I'm literally in so much pain right now. This is not what I need you to be telling me. But anyway, I got to the physio and she basically gave me a massage and I was terrified of her touching me because I was in so much pain. And she was like, it's got to the point where your health is at risk and you need to go and get some painkillers. Now I was like, I obviously Googled it. (laughs) Obviously what what else do you do? And it said that the basically you can't take you can't take any of the things i was taking because it can cause like at this at this point your baby is the size of a lentil so at six weeks your baby is literally the size of a lentil and it is forming its spine it's very kind of precious time for the baby so i was terrified of taking anything and and it and it doing anything and but I was like in so much pain. So they gave me um, some diazepam and promised me that they this wouldn't affect the baby. And that back pain went away. Now, at the same time as when this back pain came in, my nausea came in. Now, I actually found the nausea really um, reassuring. So obviously you don't have a scan until you're 12 weeks. And, you know, at this point, you don't really feel pregnant. And the only kind of um, symptoms that I had were, like, massive breasts, like, ginormous. And bearing in mind that your, your, the rest of your body looks exactly the same. So they were just completely out of proportion. I felt like a full-on porn star. And then I had this nausea. Now, the nausea was so weird that I was constantly hungry, but everything made me feel sick. Like I remember like I would eat and then like instantly feel sick after. Um, but the they lie to you, right? It's, there's, there's, it's not morning sickness. It's all day sickness. <laughs> and it all it feels like, the only way I can explain it, and I don't want anyone like not to get pregnant because of this, because it's honestly like such a, such a short period of time, but it feels also like the longest period of time. Because I, I, I'm now, I, I've literally, it stopped last Friday, guys. Like I literally, I'm so glad that I waited to film this podcast episode because it's now gone. It went last Friday. 
But the only way that I can explain it is, you know, when you've been on a night out and bearing in mind, like I stopped drinking um, October, November last year. Like I haven't been hungover since then. Like even over Christmas, I only had like one max two drinks because I hate the feeling of being hungover so much. But you know that feeling when you wake up and you're really hungover and like all you want to do is eat McDonald's and like nothing quenches your thirst and you're like, I just need a big Diet Coke from McDonald's and like lollies and just like shitty food and like every and then you feel sick directly after you eat and then you're like, I cannot wait to wake up tomorrow and not feel like this. That's how it feels. And so that was that was not a great symptom because the the waves of nausea came in such weird um waves and I also um, was really super tired as well. So like with all of that, there was kind of like brain fog, fatigue and, and nausea. I do feel like you kind of get used to it. Like I feel like that, that time when I had my back pain, obviously it wasn't great to have it at the same time. Um, but like I kind of got used to it, I feel like. And then when I had, I would say as well, this is when I started to feel kind of quite like out of control of my, my own body and my own emotions and I'm someone that's quite kind of quite structured quite routine focused you know I am quite kind of productive in the things that I do per day and I was just exhausted and I just felt so weird and it was just such a, a weird time because I was like I need to save my energy for the things that mattered. So kind of all I focused on was serving my current clients, you know, the things that I wanted to do in terms of content and not much else to be honest. Like I had some masterclasses booked in, but I was very conscious of reserving my energy and my kind of emotions were up up and down. Like it's, I, I felt like I really focused on trying to like regulate my emotions, but like sometimes they were kind of like, I would literally cry about, thinking about Ralph meeting our baby and then I would cry thinking about Ralph having to say goodbye to our baby and it even makes me emotional now um but like literally like you just you just it was it's such a weird time because you're like you know you're looking for that line you get that line but then you're like oh but now you've got to wait for the 12 week scan um and we wait for an eight week scan before our Portugal trip so before I went to Portugal um we decided to go for a private scan which was such a nice experience we saw the baby um and it was so lovely and at this point we hadn't really told anyone um which is also really difficult because you feel like crap and you don't really have anyone to speak to I did tell a few friends and I told my sister as well as I mentioned like she's already had three kids so she kind of like knows the you know she, she knows the deal um and so in this period of time there was just so many kind of emotions. And like, I made a conscious effort to, I didn't really check like my app or anything. Um, I checked it like once a week to, I, I was logging my symptoms every day. And then I was kind of like, just checking every week on the development. It's actually so interesting. Like, honestly, like the human body is like, or the female body, should I say, um, is incredible. But like, it's such a weird time because obviously like your partner is you know while they know something's there I think that first scan really helped kind of Josh because you know literally you think about it like all day long right your body feels completely different you feel sick you know it's constantly on your mind whereas for them you know like they 
they can get on about, you know, they can continue in, and get on with their day. And like, I think that's why it kind of always, well, in my experience anyway, like I know that it's always kind of like the the female that's always more hesitant because like it just changes so much more for us than it does for a man, right? You know, like not that they won't be, not that Josh is not going to be a present father or that he's not going to be kind of, you know, really hands on, but like, let's be honest, he doesn't have a pair of boobs and, you know, it's going to change more of my life for the first year than him because he can't breastfeed. That, hoping hoping that I actually get to breastfeed. But, you know, like, that is where I feel like we are. Um, I'm just trying to look at my notes here because when I was on holiday in, in Portugal, I actually, weirdly, my morning sickness got so much better and I felt like my mojo came back. If you were following me on Instagram, I was like, my stories are coming back. And I was like, I'm feeling good. Like I'm gonna create, um, I created a new offer. I sold a new training. So I planned a two day training for the end of March, uh, end of May, because I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna be 12 weeks then. My morning sickness have gone. Everyone tells me that it goes like 10 weeks. Lol, it did not. Um, but I was like, I, I want to continue, like, I want to share this. And so I was feeling good. I was feeling like I could do things. And, but the fatigue for me got really kind of bad after I got back from Portugal. I don't know whether I was kind of maybe doing too much. Um, we had some social plans as well. Um, but I was just kind of feeling quite white. Um, but something that happened to me and like something that happened to me both in this, if you join the So Much Sense Masterclass and also the day one of Elevated Positioning, I felt so nauseous, <laughs> like I was gonna actually kind of throw up. So the So Much Sense Masterclass, if you joined and my technical difficulties that I had were actually me needing to nearly throw up on screen. So I had to pre-record it because I literally felt so sick and I obviously couldn't tell anyone, I couldn't say anything and I just felt, so on edge about like keeping this honestly like I feel like for someone that shares so much and guys you know like I'm oversharing in this podcast as it is like I found it really difficult to not be able to share these things and because it's such a kind of um you know something that I was so excited about but something that I was almost like I can't celebrate yet and it was just there was just all the all the emotions going on and so that for me was like really difficult, not being able to share in real time as I normally do, like my thoughts, my feelings, all the things that were going on. Like I found that really difficult. And so over the last three months, now I'm at 15 weeks, I have done kind of the things that I wanted to do, the things that I felt called to do. And now that I feel back to my normal self, it's, I just feel like a completely different person already. Like. I, and my nausea only went on, on literally on Friday and then I did this huge journaling session over the weekend where basically what I did was I, I haven't journaled. So, so while I have these notes in front of me from, from when I basically made notes of all my symptoms, I was really struggling to connect to my kind of voice. You know like that voice that you, like yourself that you speak to when you're journaling? Like I couldn't really, I really struggled to connect to that when I was feeling the brain, like brain fog, feeling the fatigue. And so what I was doing was a lot more kind of guided meditations or reading. Like I feel like that was the reflection that I needed and I just couldn't connect to 
like my own kind of freehand journaling. And on the weekend, I basically, Josh wasn't in the house, he'd gone to golf. And I remember like I put the music on and I looked up at the sky and I just started crying because I was like, I still haven't really digested this because I didn't want to almost like fully kind of believe it or fully kind of celebrate it. And that feeling of like having, like being so happy is sometimes so, also kind kind of sometimes quite uncomfortable. Um, and so I remember just sitting there and just like streaming happy tears from from my journaling and just feeling like, oh my God, like this is, this is the thing, like this is the thing. And so that was a really good kind of release that I feel like I needed and I feel like I'm like back and like I have so many things that I wanna share, I have so many things that I wanna do and while you know i'm still tired and still still things are coming on like i feel like it's been a whole journey and i hope this has come across well in this podcast and you know like some of it's resonated even if you are like if you have kids or if you want kids even if you don't want kids you know like that you know having to manage life and and not feeling like yourself and and just knowing that like coming back to this and like what I've learned from this and, and all the kind of identity shifts is that like, I don't always know what's gonna happen. I cannot foresee what the next six months are going to look like. I've been throwing curveballs, things have happened. I can't, I can't say that I'm going to, what is going to happen. I can, you know, my, I'm thinking positively. I'm doing all the things that I'm meant to be doing. I am feeling good. Like I feel good within myself. The only thing I would say, just for full transparency, is about my back that twinged again, which is the only thing that right now is frustrating. Because, well, and, I, and I've got actually another podcast episode with Juliet coming next week that we did uh, last week when I was 14 weeks pregnant. We did kind of like a, how we're kind of, what we're doing with our business um, from both being pregnant um from a perspective of that and like how we kind of see motherhood um and and our kind of perspectives on that but on tuesday last tuesday i had i see the physio still and just let you know guys for my back like since i hurt my back it was already doing this before but i have it's it's probably the biggest concern that i have for my pregnancy and the reason for that being is that obviously i'm going to have a lot more weight going around my my stomach area and my boobs and so like you know that's an extra lot of weight and pressure on um a weaker part of my body now i have since october i walk i sleep with a pillow between my legs i do my physio stretches three to four times a week i do pilates like i do all of the things that you are meant to do that probably the only thing that i don't do as regularly as i should is to stand rather than to sit down um but that's the kind of only thing that I would say, like, I'm doing all the right things. And with that first time that it happened, like, the midwife was just like, your body loosens. With this time around, so I have um, a regular physio session, and she basically gave me, like, an intense glute session, where, like, where she basically, like, put her thumb and her elbows into my glutes, and they were so tight. And basically, like, the next day, I remember being like, 
I feel bruised from this. But what happened was I had the physio session and then I drove home to see my gran and my dad. So I literally had the physio session, got in a car for like two hours, then drove, um, then sat with my gran for about an hour, then sat with my dad for about an hour. Then I went and sat in a hairdresser's chair for three hours, went and sat my, for my dad with another hour, slept and then got up and then drove back to my house, which was two hours. And so, and then I sat down at my desk all day. So I basically did what you shouldn't do after a massage and then I think that's why it got so bad but over the weekend again so I had to go to the doctors again because the pain got unbearable and they gave me some more painkillers I'm not going to share the painkillers because I just feel like I know that they're safe and it doesn't really matter but um and then on Sunday and so I just kind of lay down all weekend I did the things that I could do my journaling my prepping you know doing all of these things I was like I'm not gonna let this kind of stop me um because I know that this is just a moment like and I shared this with my empire masterminders last week that I was like I know that this will not last forever this period of time when I'm in acute acute pain from my back like I did all the things that I could do I couldn't control the situation life's just going to continue to keep throwing me curveballs and I'm okay right and so like while my back is a big concern for me all I can do is control the controllables all I can control is knowing and doing the things that I know are going to support my back and so that is kind of how I am feeling right now with my back so I'm on painkillers for that I know it's not going to last very long I'm doing this half set up um and so you know I know this isn't going to last forever but that kind of just a little bit of realness for you guys that it's not been all sunshine and rainbows but I'm also really okay about it you know and I think that this is such a huge kind of lesson that has it's so funny because I feel like it's really stopped me kind of being so what if so the work that I did last year and I'm just going to shout her out because I um, worked with Jules I'm going to put her link in the show notes below because um, basically I have had anxiety since I was like a child I think it was from like bullying that I had at school and you know like they told me I had IBS they told me all these things and I've always been quite an anxious person and you know I went to have some sessions with Jules and I actually, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I had another session with Jules um, and she basically, we just, she just kind of under, she kind of explains to you why you have anxiety and when you understand why you have anxiety and why your brain does that, you when you understand it, you can understand how to stop it, like how to stop yourself doing that and like worrying is such a waste of energy. And while, of course, I'm going to worry about things, I literally ate a wrap the other day from M&S and it was a day out of day and I worried about it. You know, like, I'm not a stone, you know? I'm a human being. There's going to be things that I worry about, but I manage it so much better. And I feel like, for me right now, regulating my nervous system, staying as calm as possible, like, I cannot do anything about this back problem that I have right now. I cannot do anything more than I'm doing. And... I was sharing this with the mastermind girls because I was like, we cannot control everything in our lives. We cannot control all the things. I can't control how the next six months is go- are gonna go. But what I can control is how I feel, what I do, and what I don't do, you know? <laughs> and so I feel like I've gone on a bit of a tangent there. And I feel like this podcast didn't really have much kind of substance, but I just kind of wanted to share the kind of story 
to now because I don't feel like I have had the kind of like I always knew I was going to be a mum and and then I got pregnant and then you know it's x y and z because I know that I'm not alone in the, in the way that I felt and I almost used to feel kind of like I didn't want to share this because I didn't feel like people would get it but I know that by sharing it some people will get it and you know it is a it's a big decision you know it's a big decision my life will never be the same again and I'm, I'm ready for it like I'm ready for this journey whatever it's going to be whatever it looks like it's probably not going to be as planned because that is life but I'm going to be sharing more of these things because it's such a weird and wonderful thing and I almost I honestly thought that I would be more it would make me more anxious but it's actually done the opposite because someone said to me I think it was Juliet said to me like as soon as you get pregnant you just give less fucks and I think that's so true. Like, I don't sweat the small things. Like, I'm literally like, if I felt fatigued and felt sick, like, I literally was like, okay, well, I grew I grew a fucking limb today. Like, I literally grew a limb. Like, I cannot be annoyed at myself. I can't be hard on myself. And it's, there's, there's just been so much surrender that, like, for someone who used to control every part of their life, it's just such a weird... A weird thing but I'm, I'm I'm embracing it and I'm not perfect I'm not a pregnancy expert in any means and you know I think that if any of this has landed or like you know like you can resonate with anything that I'm saying honestly please slide over to my dms because I am here for these chats I'm here for these kind of raw and honest things going on I feel like I haven't had any kind of like real kind of like who am I identity shift yet but I know that those things are probably coming. But for me right now, it's just kind of like anchoring back into like what I want to do over the next six months and continuing to be the best version of myself for myself and for this this baby that I'm growing. And it's still honestly just is madness that that's coming out of my mouth. Um, but yeah, I probably have missed loads of things that I wanted to say and I have already made this super long and I've also got an episode with Juliet next week so thank you so much if you've made it this far guys <laughs> thank you so much for for listening and this isn't going to turn into like some pregnancy channel or anything like that but if you have any things that you want to you know ask me or anything like that then just slide into my dms i will be working with clients right up until when i you know go on maternity leave um and i'll probably talk about that in another kind of episode with what i'm doing for that but you know the business is not going anywhere when i told my clients i had new she's like i thought you were going to tell me that you're not working in your business anymore um but no we're here, we're staying. She's just evolving. This is gonna be a new season, guys, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited to bring you along for the ride. And questions that people always ask me, so I'm gonna answer them, is I am due at the end of the year, and of course, I'm going to find out the sex of the baby. I don't know how people don't do that. Um, sadly, if it's a girl, Josh has already vetoed it being called honey, which is such a buzzkill, but we move. But I'm gonna be finding out, eek, in about three weeks time four weeks time um so i'll share with you as soon as i know but thank you so much for listening and i will see you next week